Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. Visit our showrooms to see or test drive the amazing Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Call our sales team or log on to gilmores.ie. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. The best in motoring here for you. LMFM. This is LMFM 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Good morning. How are you getting on this Wednesday morning? WhatsApp and text lines are open 086 1800 658. Lots to get through in the show, but let's kick things off with the Laz. As there she goes, kicking off our Wednesday 11 to 1. There he goes again, because I cannot believe the audacity of this fella altogether. We were chatting uh, last week. I was talking to you about the Tinder Swindler. That is a fantastic documentary on Netflix. If you want to get stuck into it, it, I I highly recommend it. But this guy is unreal. So his name is Simon Laviv or it's Simon Hayut or something. I have no idea how to pronounce his second name. But anyway, he's going by Simon Laviv. And the idea was that uh, this Netflix documentary, I think there's like three women involved, where essentially he pretended to be super, super duper wealthy and scammed them out of hundreds of thousands of pounds. So he claimed to be part of the diamond industry. And um, we all know that can be difficult, shady sort of dealings, things like that that go on. So he was claiming that his life was being threatened uh, because of his dealings in the diamond industry. So he needed this, you know, cash kind of upfront and quickly from these ladies to help him out of whatever sort of life or death situation he had pretended he was in. So they were completely enthralled by him smitten by him. They had no sort of evidence prior to this that he was duping them because he'd always show up in the finest clothes and he'd be in the, you know, swankiest car and he'd be in this these amazing houses and all this kind of thing. So they believed him, handed over the money and this is the kind of, I suppose, premises of the Netflix documentary. But he has come out, he's spoken out about the documentary and not only that, his new girlfriend, Israeli model Kate Conlon, I think is her second name, and explained her thoughts on this documentary and the women involved. So she says uh, that she doesn't believe the women in the documentary and insists that Simon has never asked to borrow money off her. Give it time, girl. That's all I'll say to you. Uh, She says, my God, it's like, how can somebody build such a fake story? Interesting. Asked whether Simon has ever borrowed money from her, she told them, 
of course not before laughing uh, he was also involved in the interview and he says uh, I'm just a single guy that wanted to meet some girls on Tinder I'm not a Tinder swindler Simon come on now we all know we all know what you're at he says he makes he made his money during the Bitcoin rise in 2011 he says he's a legit businessman he got into Bitcoin in 2011 it was nothing I don't need to say how much it is worth now <laughs> he said I, I don't feel bad for something I didn't do not whatsoever I want to clear my name I want to say to the world this is not true something tells me there's going to be another documentary possibly I don't know but uh, you know when you watch the Tinder swindler there's a lot of evidence stacked up against this guy there really is and the fact that he's coming out and saying that he did I didn't do it wasn't me I don't know it, the plot thickens with regards to all of this Um. I did find as well, uh, you know, a really interesting article. It was actually on breakingnews.ie about how we are kind of really intrigued, aren't we, by all these kind of documentaries around scammers. And it goes into kind of why we are intrigued by this and what's going on in our brains. Very interesting. I'm going to bring you that a little bit later on in the show. It would a little pick me up, couldn't we? Particularly first thing in the morning. Could you imagine now wrapping yourself in a nice little bit of luxury, a little bit of silk, but on this silk there is a little pick a pick me up like chin up or bloom with grace or live love laugh be beautiful <laughs> which I love as in be beautiful the you in the middle why are you these are all really nice messages that you will find on luxury men's and women's wear fashion accessory brands tidings and tidings which was launched in 2020 with a beautiful story behind this by the way uh, by uh, the director of this is Neve Gillespie she's a designer and she's from Loud and she is one of five makers that are heading to Showcase in the RDS next week. Now, Showcase is a really incredible opportunity for Ireland's designers and makers because it puts them in contact with buyers from all over the world. So this is huge, huge business. And Neve, uh, along with four others, has been selected to to take part in Showcase. We're going to be chatting to Neve about Tidings, which is her company. We're also going to be meeting Sarah Malin from uh, the local enterprise office in Louth, uh, who are very much supporting all of the makers as they head off to Showcase next week. We're going to chat to both of them just after these 11 to 1 on LMFM Showcase is back at the RDS from the 27th of February to the 2nd of March and this event is a huge opportunity for Ireland's designers and makers to connect with buyers from all over the world and this year five makers and designers from Louth will be displaying at Showcase and there is great excitement among them because this is such a huge opportunity for these people to grow their brand and expand their business. Joining me now to tell us more about the event are Sarah Mallon she's from the local enterprise office in Louth and also Neve Gillespie she's from luxury fashion accessories brand Tidings one of the talented designers that are going to be exhibiting at Showcase next week you're both very welcome ladies how are you doing? Thank you Sinead fine thank you thank you for having me on Oh great to have you both I'm going to start off with Sarah because Sarah this is such a huge opportunity for these five makers and creators from Louth I mean to be exhibiting their company at Showcase next week this is beyond exciting for them Absolutely, Sinead. Um, Showcase, it's actually in its 45th year now, but it is the leading craft and trade fair for businesses in Ireland. It really is the only one. And so 
they do get buyers from all across the island and from all across the globe, really, come to Ireland every year to find the best of Irish producers. And uh, it's a very exciting event. The five that you're mentioning are actually exhibiting in the Leo Enterprise Zone, which is a special area. We've our own hall for new businesses that are showing at, uh, at the event. And um, it's, a, it's a hot spot for buyers because they come, they're always looking for fresh, hot talent. And so it's fantastic that we have five going to the show this year because normally each county gets about three, but live is so strong, we got five places this year. So we're delighted about that. That is amazing to hear, particularly after all of the trials and tribulations there that we've had over the last few years, particularly for people in business. Tell us a little bit about our makers. Now, we are going to meet Neve very shortly, but tell us about the other people who are going to be de- uh, showcasing on the day. Okay, so uh, in addition to me, we have Maria Morgan from Eskerfield, and she was an aromatherapist that has basically turned her entire business around over COVID and is making lovely products and skincare products, and she um, sells those directly and through different shops. So this will be her first time at Showcase. Uh, we have Keelan Murphy O'Hanlon, who is based in Bridge Street Studios in Dundalk, and she um, is a fact, she's an artist, but she's actually bringing a range of new homewares to showcase. Again, this will be her first time at the show, and she will have a whole range of products from cushions to lights to wall art. Um, and then we have Sophie Hunter, who some of your listeners might know. She's a milliner. Yes, she's actually again creating a brand new product. So she is. Um, doing lovely framed artwork on, based on botanicals and feathers and, you know, quite um, ingenious that these people in the last few years of COVID have just developed whole new product ranges. And then we have uh, Lisa from Lisa Heaney from Aromabus, who I'm sure your listeners know. Yes. And she has a range of lovely skincare products and men's products and for uh, pregnant ladies as well. So we have a good, a good range of... Uh, companies that are going and really delighted now they're five top class people and I hope they're going to do really well at the show Oh I've no doubt they will and let's meet one of them now because we have Neve Gillespie of Tidings on the line How are you doing Neve? Hi Sinead, how are you? I am, thank you? I am great, I'm great thank you so much for joining me I've heard so much about your company and I love the story behind Tidings, how it came about in 2020, tell us about this because it's just such a lovely story um, yeah, thank you. I just, I can't, well, maybe for a bit of a background, uh, my background's in fashion and textiles. Um, I trained at NCAD in Dublin and then I moved to London to work there for 15 years. Um, I moved back to Ireland six years ago and um, I live just along the coast, uh, along Dunaney. So I actually came up, I've always wanted to have my own brand and One day I was like walking along our local beach and came across an old message in a bottle. Um, And it suddenly just sparked the idea for the brand. Um, Like I have passion for typography and print. So kind of just felt like it was all my passions all in one brand. I love this Um, idea. So you came across this message. What did the message in the bottle say? It was just, it wasn't actually, um, or, you know, eligible. It was, just like an old bit of paper in the bottle. Wow. But it still sparked the idea. And yeah. the excitement kind of went from there. I researched a lot into it to see if there was anything else similar out there and went to London and visited a lot of stores. And I kind of just felt like it was something new. 
Oh, it's so um, new, Neve, because I was talking about this just before you came on. Like this is wrapping yourself in luxury, but also you get a little pep talk as well in the mix yeah, so of the all scarves. The, all the scarves have little positive messages and I kind of, it did just feel very apt launching during lockdown, even though it was quite a brave move. Um, very brave know, move. It was kind of a positive messages for everyone, you know, as a luxury gift. Um, they were available online during, you know, when all retail was shut. Um, but I, it was really successful for me because people were buying luxury gifts with little positive messages to send to people. Um, and as well as that, these are so striking. I mean, the colours are so bold, the patterns. It, you couldn't but be in a good humour when you see something like this arriving in the post, Neve. It's fantastic. And I love that it's for men and women, you know, as well. It's it's for everybody really to have this little bit of luxury. Yes, quite unisex. Uh, yeah, my latest campaign was more kind of menswear, but definitely for both. You have um, everybody oh, yeah. catered for. Now, you did sort of breeze by your time in London, but you have quite the CV, Neve. You've worked with huge names in the fashion world. Let's name drop a couple of them here. We have Alexander McQueen, Paul Smith, Liberty of London. I mean, work that budding designers today could only really dream about. Yeah, so I was very lucky. I did get very good uh, jobs in London. Uh, I worked as a print designer for women's uh, prints. Uh, for 15 years and after I had my second little girl decided to move back to Ireland for um, just to have a better work-life balance yeah. Um, so yeah I guess the idea for Tidings wouldn't have come about if I didn't live by the sea like the the name for tidings came about it's another word for messages but yes. it also ties into the sea as well I love that I love that that it's all coming together and and you know as you said you only set things up in 2020 it's flying it the scars are featured in British Vogue magazine Brian Thomas and now Fortin and Mason are stocking them as well like that must be a real pinch me moment when you see like your, your scarves in British Vogue <laughs> Yeah, no, it's like I did a very strong campaign images. I did the for, my first uh, photo shoot actually all local because it was during lockdown. I used local photographer um, Brian from Bang Bang, Kira. Oh, he's fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it was all very local, but it was just such strong images when you, you know, you kind of think you don't really have to spend huge amounts of money and uh, you don't you can just stay local. Yeah. Um, and I love that. It's local businesses working together to, to, yeah, to help each together, other. Local models and we just kept it all very low key and local. Yeah. And it's worked so well. It just looks incredible. Now, you're one of the Thank five you. designers from Laid heading to showcase next week in the RDS. This is another big opportunity. You must be so excited. Yeah, so excited and so grateful for the support um, the Enterprise Board has given us. Uh, you know, they've offered us you know, free mentoring sessions for so many different topics because it is like a lot of work, um, a lot of prep, you know, to get your stand ready, uh, you know, to paint it, organise all your imagery, display. Um, so, yeah, they've offered like free mentoring sessions in all areas like marketing, pricing, or general just prep preparation for the show. This is my first show in Dublin. Um, I did do one in London last year, which um, they also funded. Yeah, uh, the Enterprise Board also funded for that. Um, and you're heading also, to Paris, aren't you, as well next week? Yes, which they're also funding as well. So yeah, I've actually got back-to-back trade fairs. Um, 
<laughs> You're I'm a busy like, lady, Niamh. Oh, it's fantastic um, to see. I think it'll be good because I'll be in trade fair mode. I'll be in like selling mode. Yes. So it, it should be good. Well, listen, I think these scarves speak for themselves. Do you know what I mean? If they see these stalls, they're not going to want to buy anything else. Let me tell you. I, I wish you the very best of luck with tidings. I think the idea is just inspired. It really is. Thank you so and, much. And I've no doubt you're going to do so, so well at Showcase and in Paris as well. I just want to bring Sarah back in for a second. Sarah, when you hear Neve talking about her business and, you know, how much she's grown and developed in such a short time that really is down to the mentoring that yourselves are giving as well yeah well we do give a lot of support craft craft and design is a very strong area within the county and we have range of specialist mentors that we do make available to these businesses but yeah it's 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 great i mean that's our job we're there to support businesses whether they're pivoting you know changing direction doing something new so we're delighted that all five of them have availed of all the mentoring and all the support. And, you know, we've had group Zoom meetings just to help everybody just get a sense of community before they go. So, um, yeah, no, it, it should be a good show. And uh, we are happy to provide the support to help people get ready to go. Oh, I've no doubt it's going to be a huge success. I want to say best of luck to both of you and to the other four makers who are going to be there as well at Showcase. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Okay, thank you, Sinead. Thanks a million. Thank you very much, Sinead. Thank you very much. Bye, bye-bye. You can find out more about Neve's beautiful accessories on tidings.ie. That's where you'll find her. Showcase Ireland, if you want more details on that, showcaseireland.com. That's where you'll get all the details. And we wish all five of these brilliant designers and makers the very best of luck in this next week. 11 to 1 on LMFM. I just wanted to say as well, just before we we go on to more music and move on to other things, that Loud Enterprise are, you know, a fantastic resource here in the area for people who are, you know, thinking about setting up a business or maybe you're struggling to get something off the ground or like the makers that are going to be heading off to to showcase. If you're looking to pivot and you're just not sure, they have a range of supports. Localenterprise.ie forward slash loud. okay, and there is ones for me as well and for all your areas around this neck of the woods but localenterprise.ie that is your starting point there's such a huge range of support there for people who are trying to get businesses off the ground in the local area and wishing them all the very best of luck as they head off to showcase next week now back to the music here's Louis Capaldi I meant to mention this actually yesterday but the Clarehead or NLI they are looking for volunteers for their shop so uh, just like the Charities Lifeboats they um, have a retail team and they need a dedicated volunteer crew people of all ages and abilities that can give a little help to them is most appreciated so they um, have sent us on an email and a kind of a press release on this and a lady that has been the shop manager there Elizabeth Spicer is her name she's there uh, as the manager since 2019 she volunteered at the shop herself for a number of years prior to that and she said um I feel that by volunteering in the shop I'm supporting the great life-saving crew here in Clotterhead and I really would encourage anyone who's interested in helping out like me to come along. You can gain some invaluable skills and training while volunteering at the shop at the shop, and you become part of an incredible team. If you enjoy meeting and interacting with people, confident in handling money, it really is a role that you will love. So this, the, the RNLI shops, they say it started out uh, I didn't realise this, just as little kind of cake stalls that were run by volunteers to raise money for 
the lifeboat station but then grew from that they started to kind of sell commemorative products and things like that and then souvenirs and Christmas cards and all of that and all proceeds of course going to help the continued to, to do their incredible work saving lives at sea so like many things many places charitable organisations community groups pandemic really hit them badly. The fundraising was stopped, all of that. So they would really like to get back up and running again. So if you would like to volunteer and help them out, you can head over uh, to volunteering.rnli.org and you'll see it there in the vacancy section in that. So volunteering.rnli.org and uh, forward slash vacancy, you'll find all the details for the Clarehead one or you can find out uh, the details on their Facebook page as well. But a really worthwhile thing to do if you had a couple of hours spare and you'd like to help them out, they're doing such fantastic work in the local area. Today is National Pink Day and it's all to raise awareness of bullying It was a day that was established in Nova Scotia in Canada. There's a story behind this. I'm going to tell you all about it now in the Northeast Update. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Whether you're extending, building or replacing your windows and doors, talk to your local Senator Windows dealer today on 1850 77455. Temperatures out there, 8 to 10 degrees. Sunset is at 5.52pm and sunrise tomorrow, 7.25am. On this day in 1954, it was the first mass inoculation against polio uh, with Jonas Salk vaccine takes place at Arsenal Elementary School in Pittsburgh. And today is National Pink Day. So bullying, as we know, is such a huge problem in the world today. This was established in 2007 in Nova Scotia, Canada. And it happened after a pair of students, David Shepherd and Travis Price. So one of their fellow students students at Central King's Rural High School being bullied for no other reason uh, but he was wearing a pink shirt on his first day of school because of the association of pink with feminine things or whatever so this ninth grade boy was harassed but his cl- classmates decided they weren't going to let the bullies win and in a stroke of brilliance they got together and decided to show support for the student, take a stand against bullying and got everybody at the school to wear a pink shirt the next day I love that story LMFM Northeast Update Now, I mentioned earlier on about the Tinder swindler and all of his antics. But why are we so kind of intrigued by scammers and documentaries about people who scam people? Well, there's a reason for all of this. I found a really interesting article on this. I'm going to share that with you just after these. 11 to 1 on LMFM. You can find a bit of everything on Tinder, but one little swipe can change your life. When I first talked with Simon, immediately we had a bond. He was smart and funny and very impulsive. I shared my whole heart with him. And then he asked me if I wanted to travel with him on a private jet. I was like, shit. He took me to a five-star hotel. He said we had a special connection. It felt like stepping into a movie. And then in the middle of the night... He said there was something he wants to tell me. Ooh, that's just a little taster there of the uh, trailer from The Tinder Swindler. This is the documentary that everyone's talking about on Netflix. And there's lots more on that, you know, from documentaries to podcasts and books. Con artists have been taking over the true crime genre. And we're gripped by this. And why are we so fascinated by these shady characters? Well, there's a really interesting article that I came across that will tell us. So the first part of this is, of course, the entertainment. 
entertainment value. So there's a real sort of intrigue, isn't there, to this about who done it kind of sense, uh, but without sort of murder. And they're very kind of binge worthy. What's going to happen next? They kind of keep you on a cliffhanger, all of that. According to uh, Dr. Audrey Tang, she's a psychologist. She says the brain derives pleasure out of being amused, especially when it knows it's in a safe environment, such as on the sofa watching Netflix. So a story about a successful scammer will likely entertain us as much as it will inform us. So that's one reason. Empathy and gratitude. So Normally, we sort of feel a connection to the people who might be, you know, duped by the uh, swindlers or the con artists. So we we sort of feel for them. But we also have this idea that, well, it's not ever going to happen to me. Uh, so that's kind of a little insight, insight into that. Also, you know, that idea of being on the edge of your seat feeling or the tears you shed when you're watching a captivating story. This is because your brain interprets the experience as if it really it ha- is happening. So Audrey Tang says... The cerebral part of our brain reminds us we're merely an audience. We do experience emotion as we watch uh, something and what we can see on TV, especially in a true crime story, may be emotionally charging for us. So there you go. Uh, Learning tricks of the trade. (laughs) I don't know about this part. A bit like, you know, these videos that you had to watch in school about uh, safety and cautionary tales. Uh, Learning the tricks of fraudsters, con artists and scammers can help us cope, uh, particularly if we find ourselves the victims of things like this in real life. So there you go. Lots of different emotions going through us when we're watching things about con artists. But I think uh, it's it's fair to say they're going to stay popular. I mean, we have Inventing Anna. I have to dive into that as well. That's on Netflix as well. It's supposed to be a really kind of twisty, turny, gripping kind of tale as well. Again, about a scam artist. So it looks like they're going to be entertaining us for some time. Paddy Casey with Living... We're heading towards 12 news, but still to come, author Grace Tierney is here for Word Foolery. And I'll be finding out more about Loud and Meath County Council coming together for a Drogheda Spring Clean initiative. That's all to come. 11 to 1 on LMFM. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. That was Madonna with Papa Don't Preach. You're listening to 11 to 1 with Sinead Brazel. Good afternoon, if you've just joined us. I'm here, I'm Googling at the moment because every Friday I try and bring a bit of joy into your lives, don't I? With the Friday Floor Filler song. And around about this time every week I go, oh, I have no inspiration. I need to find out what song we're going to have for Friday. So that's what I was doing there. A little peek behind the scenes as Madonna was playing. Uh, There's some good ones that are popping up here on a a selection that I've just discovered. So yeah, Friday, floor filler time. It's going to be good. It's going to be epic. I just don't know what song it's going to be just yet. There's too many. There's too many here to pick. But as always, uh, we will have something for you to bop around the place to on a Friday, a little bit after 12. Now, if you have somebody in your house that can bop around the place quite well, then you might be interested in this because KidCast crew here in Drogheda, they are uh, casting for their brand new production. This is exciting stuff. Roald Dahl's Matilda they're going to be putting on, which is really, really a great, great show. I'm big, big fan of the book and big fan of the movie, so excited about this. So they are hoping to stage it in the Drogheda Arts Centre in May, but they are starting the audition for the main roles. So they need to find a Matilda. They also need to find a Bruce. So if you have somebody that is 
a singer in your house, a dancer, somebody really good at learning lines and overall enthusiastic about this, then maybe this is the show for them. Now, this production is not just open to kid cast members, but all lovers of musical theatre aged between seven and 12. So, excuse me. The whole cast will be aged between 7 and 19 so uh, there'll be lots of roles for everybody and auditions are going to be held over the coming weeks Okay, for Matilda. So if you have somebody at home that is just really, really wanting to sing and dance and act and perform, this is for them. Facebook.com forward slash KidCast. That's where you'll find all the details of that. And very much looking forward to KidCast performing Matilda in Drahid Arts Centre in May. So uh, yeah, keep up to date there on the Facebook page if you want to find out more information about the auditions. Now let's check in with the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people thecrownplazadundalk.ie has it all Hi I'm Crossy Killing Eve is back on our TV screens this Monday on the BBC. Sandra Oh has said she grew so much during the filming of the series. She was speaking on the one show last night. It was a psychologically heavy piece about, you know, uh, the psyche of, of the female psyche trying to make itself whole. That's a bit too much, but that's what I was working on. So I would say that going into a character and the depths that I felt that I needed to go with Eve, it was supremely satisfying. Tom Holland was chatting to Seth Meyers last night on his brand new movie, Uncharted. But it wasn't the Uncharted movie that got all the attention. Tom revealed that one of the Spider-Mans in the latest movie had a fake bone. I'll give you a spoiler, (laughs) and I'm not going to tell you who, but one of us has a fake arse in their suit. Really? You can figure out that for yourself. Well. Ant and Deck have said they've a hit list of celebs they want to wind up for the Saturday Night Takeaway. But the lads can't reveal who they are because they're still in the process of getting them. The lads did say, though, it's hard to live a normal life without feeling the public are going to wind them up to get them back. Strange service, if there's an angry car park attendant, this is an undercover. You know the wo- <laughs> and then you start looking at smoke alarm yeah. and CCTV cameras going, oh my God, they've got us, they've finally got us. You've lived your life in a paranoid state. Yeah, we do. No. The worst time is when you have a bad massage and you're in a state of undressing like oh my god this this is an undercover <laughs> that's the buzz I'm Crossy the buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art rooftop restaurant bistro bar and conference rooms wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people the crownplazadundalk.ie has it all Oh, I'm a big fan of Ant and Deck. I really am. I always have been, but when I saw them recently in drag, they joined Drag Race UK and performed a charity single, We Work Together, as in W-E-R-K. And it's just amazing what they've done. They just look so, so good. I follow them on Instagram, so I caught up with this uh, over the weekend. And yeah, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Ant and Deck. They are just brilliant. I've loved them ever since they were on Black A Grove all those years ago. Yeah. And they're still going strong. Absolutely incredible. Fair play to them. Back on our TV screens. Yeah, with Saturday Night Takeaway. Looking forward to that one as well. Now back to the music. Here's Codaline. Codeline and the one I want to play that one especially for Ryan I'm not sure where Ryan is but it is his birthday today best wishes from Marie and Pat hope you're having a fantastic day Ryan 
I did mention this more than a couple of times, I'd say at this stage, but I'm an ambassador, a reading ambassador. And, you know, I'm going to relish in this title for another while because this month it is all about reading. Ireland Reads is back for this month of February and on Friday is the National Ireland Reads Day where ambassadors like me are encouraging you to squeeze in a read and also, uh, you know, just take a little bit of time away from the screens and get lost in the world of books. And we're going to be chatting about this with author Grace Tierney from Stamullen. She's also a reading ambassador for Ireland Reads and we're going to sort of I suppose put our word foolery theme around reading and all of that we're going to join Grace just after these 11 to 1 on LMFM It's time for more word foolery where we learn about the fascinating stories around the origins of words and this month as myself and Arthur Grace Tierney are reading ambassadors for Ireland Reads we're focusing on the joys of reading and we have some great words around this like library title and blurb Ambassador Grace Tierney from Stamullen is on the line how are you doing Ambassador? I'm very well, Your Excellency. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Now, this Friday marks Ireland's Reads Day. We are both reading ambassadors, so we better do our jobs for this so they won't, you know, be happy with us. Tell us more about this fantastic campaign. I just think it's the best thing since sliced bread. I really do. We actually have a country where a lot of people read, which is great. And we're just trying to encourage more people to do so. So this is initiative supported by various different government departments, etc., but primarily driven by the National Library Network, which is fantastic and is probably in a town or village near you. They're all holding events and giving suggestions of books to read. Uh, basically, the idea is that you pledge to read for X number of minutes, or in my case, hours, uh, I just needed the excuse, um, on irelandreads.ie. So if you log on there, you'll get all the information that you need. And I checked just before we came on air. So currently there's uh, 185,365 minutes pledged of yes. reading for Friday. And two hours of that is me because I decided to take advantage. <laughs> yes, of course. This is brilliant. And I'm delighted that our ambassadors all over the country are doing their job, encouraging people to read. And, you know, we both have uh, addiction, one could say, but love, somebody else could say, of reading. And I know for you, this is something that sort of started off in childhood as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was quite late to the whole reading thing, but uh, my, I got started with The Hobbit by uh, oh, Tolkien. I went straight in there, didn't you? No, right messy too. Yeah. Uh, signed and dated as Grace Johnson, which was my old name, age 10, <laughs> which I still love and reread on a regular basis. So uh, I think once you get a book that you like, and it doesn't matter what book it is, be open to anything, try things, go to a library, you can try them for free. Um, and once you get sucked in, there's no looking back. There I'm is no sucking fantasy books and uh, you know bazillions of other books in the meantime, uh, and it's just made such a difference to my life. And I'm really, really happy that I'm a reader, and I want everybody to read because I think it's great. It really is, and you know, the whole worlds you can get sucked into in the pages of a book. What are you reading now for Ireland Reads Day? Uh, my Ireland Reads Day one is a non-fiction one. I thought I'd stay on brand. Uh, so I'm going with Dev Eaton's Ireland's Pirate Trail, which mm. actually looks really good. He's kind of gone right around the country to 30 different locations and investigated stories of buried treasure and swashbuckling and 
blood-stained raids and all sorts of things. So it actually looks quite dramatic. I'm looking forward to that one. And I predict that Grace will be inspired to write Words the Pirates Gave Us as her next <laughs> book, hopefully. Uh, I love it. That's fantastic. There's something about pirates as well. I'm very intrigued by that as well. That's brilliant. Uh, so getting down to our words for this month, let's start off with the very appropriate library, the place where you can find so many books for Ireland Reads Day. Yeah, library's a good one. I mean, none of these are particularly long or complicated words, but they have quite nice histories, I think. So uh, library's quite an old one. It's in English from the late 1300s. Now, back then, we didn't have printing presses. So really, it was sort of scrolls and hand-copied manuscripts by the monks and all that kind of thing. So it was where books were hand-copied. And the word came from Old French, uh, librairie, uh, a collection of books or a bookseller's shop. Um, and before that, from various different forms in Latin, most of whom actually boil back down to librarium, which is a chest for books. So I guess things, books were so precious and expensive at that point, so you wouldn't have necessarily kept them on the shelf. You kept them in your book chest, which I quite like the idea yes. of. I, yeah. I want one of those. I do want one of those. The chest for your books. Yes, because, you know, it, like these dust and all sorts of things can happen on shelves. Isn't that right? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, dust is a major problem. I had to do a video for the library reads thing and I had to tidy up my book because they usually look horrendous. I was like, oh no, if it's going to be on a video, it better look good. You know? so, uh, if you do watch the video, you have to admire my dusting because it doesn't happen often, I can tell you. Oh, fantastic. Do you know what? I'm just getting a little message in here. Thank you so much on 0861800658. At Vicky's Little Bookworms is doing a look for a book around Drogheda at the moment. It's on our Facebook. So tell the kids who are in midterm from tomorrow as well particularly the primary school to check out Facebook for clues where the books are hidden I love this oh, that's lovely really that's nice great idea great idea what a great way as well to inspire people to pick up a book when they find it along this trail well done to, to that person thank you so much for letting us know about that so we've had library um, now this is a word that I use all the time blurb I use this constantly because you know when we're arranging interviews in here I'll say things like you know have you got a blurb on that person. Ah, right. Interesting. <laughs> well, I'm not sure that's the original use of it, but okay. yeah, it does make sense <laughs> for radio as well. So a blurb is basically a short publicity text, which I suppose is the context you're using. It yes. For. But um, it originated on the back cover of books. And, you know, you still see them today. You'll get your little blurb that kind of hooks you in. You're like, oh, that sounds interesting. And hopefully it's indicative of what's inside the book. The most frustrating is when it's not. And you read the whole book and go, but there wasn't anything about dragons. Why did they mention them? <laughs> or whatever the case might be. Or pirates. Probably pirates in my case. Um, but it actually comes from American novels. So in the early 18, sorry, 1900s, American novels, didn't actually have text on the back cover. They would always have a picture of an attractive young lady. Mm. Um, I guess that always sells, <laughs> particularly yeah. the male readers. Um, but uh, one guy, uh, Gellert Burgess, uh, he was a humorist and illustrator, and he decided to satirise this fact because he thought this is a bit ridiculous. The girl on the back has nothing to do with the contents of the book. So he illustrated a particularly sickly, sweet, sentimental-looking fictional girl. He gave her the name of Miss Belinda Blurb and he put her on the back of his book. And it, she had nothing to do with his book. It was called Are You Bromide? I don't know what it was actually about, but it wasn't about Belinda. But it completely backfired. So he totally went over the top with this girl, but his book sold gangbusters <laughs> really, really well. And all the publishing houses went, oh, we should do that. 
Oh so my God. Ever since then, we now have book cover blurbs and they're named after this fictional girl. So it's an acronym. Oh, I love it. And do you know what? Uh, authors who are struggling out there writing the novel and it's not selling, make up a Belinda. Do you know what I mean? And draw her there in the book and it'll just sell like gangbusters. Love it. it. Belinda. Yeah. Belinda. Maybe if it's, you know, romance thing, you need to have somebody like, you know, your man from The Witcher on the back of your book. <laughs> so maybe on the front as well. I don't know. Absolutely. And finally, title. We've been given the title of Ambassador, which I will be reluctantly giving up on Ireland Treats Day once it's over. But tell me about the origin of the word title. Well, I don't think you should give up the title, no, by the way. So. I put it on my Twitter bio and kept it because I just think it's cool. <laughs> I'm waiting for people to come with Ferrero Rocher on a yes. tray and present it to me with a bow, perhaps. You know. <laughs> anyway, I've lost the plot completely over that. Anyway, unfortunately, it's not title, it's tittle. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I, I, oh, I, miss, I misspelt what you have here. Yes, OK. What is it, it's sorry? It's actually really easy to misread. Yes. Um, so it's T-I-T-T-L-E and the double T makes a difference. So a title is title, fair enough. But tittle is something completely different um, and you have used titles I guarantee you today at some point but you won't know what they are and that's why I like the word so a tittle is a small stroke or point in writing or printing and it has been an English word since the 1300s although in fairness it's not used much outside of the publishing industry so you use a tittle when you dot your lowercase i or j it's the little dot on the top so dotting your i's and crossing your t's that's a tittle what? But there's lots of different versions of them and in different languages they're different things as well. So uh, titles used across different languages uh, usually to indicate particular pronunciations. So French speakers uh, might recall the acute accent, the stadilla, uh, circumflex, you know, the one that looks like a little hat, yes. the grave and the tremor. And then German speakers might know the umlaut, you know, that double dot thing. Yes, of course. Some of the, the owl, uh, vowels. So that changes the pronunciation, or it should do if you're any good French <laughs> or German. Um, and then obviously in Spanish, you've got that little wavy tilde across the top of, I think it's letter N's in Spanish. I'm not as good at my Spanish. Oh, yeah, you're um, right. It is. It is on the letter N's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are all titles. So a tittle is a term for all of those little squiggles that we put onto letters. So it can be a stroke or a dot to uh, indicate omitted letters in a word. So if you were writing the word don't, and instead of saying do not, and you put in the stroke instead of the O between the N and the T. This is difficult to explain on the way. You're doing anyway, great, you're doing great. <laughs> I'm doing my best here, guys. <laughs> Stay with me. So that's a tittle as well, okay? Um, so it enters English as a translation of apex from Latin. And apex came, comes from the Greek word caria, which means little horn, and it comes from Hebrew. So it goes through a few different languages to get to English uh, for a word called quat. I think that's how you pronounce it, or thorn, which is used to describe little lines that project from letters to distinguish them from each other in Hebrew. So all of these different languages have these, and we need a word for it, and that's a tittle. But it's kind of fun because it goes into a couple of phrases as well. So uh, tittle, because it's such a small thing, was sometimes used as a word to describe a tiny amount or part of something. Along the same lines as you might say, oh, I don't have a jot of food left. Yes. Or, right. So you might say that there isn't a tittle of common sense in a politician's speech. Oh, I'm using um, that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have used that sentence. <laughs> um, and tittle was also part of a, a phrase uh, to a tittle, which was used to indicate precision. But you probably know it better as to do something to a T. And oh, that, yes. that T is from tittle. Love it. And what about tittle tattle? Isn't that a thing too? Oh, that's a 
good one. Yeah, yeah I wonder. Yeah, so you... meaning that it's small and insignificant, perhaps. Yes, a small, insignificant story that you're coming to tell me about. Isn't that kind of it normally when it comes to children? Love it, love it. Grace, as always, it's an absolute pleasure having you on the show for Word Foolery. Happy reading for Ireland Reads Day. Thank you so, so much for joining us. You're very welcome. I hope you enjoy your read too. What are you going to go for? I'm I'm going for Breaking Point, Adele Coffey's Breaking Point. I if you haven't read this now, I'm it's oh, gripping stuff, thrilling sort of uh, debut from her. She's a journalist and she's knocked one out of the park in her first novel. It's absolutely brilliant. Really, really good. Ah, excellent. Yeah, I've heard good things about that one. Might have to put that on the list. I'll put it on the list. It's a, it's a great one. You can look. I'll send you my copy. I'll send you my copy so you have it. You're very good. <laughs> Thanks well, a million, Grace. Everybody. Bye, bye, bye. Grace Tierney there. You can find out more about Grace and her work on wordfoolery.wordpress.com and also irelandreads.ie for all the details that you need on Ireland Reads Day. And do check out as well your local library for information and events that is happening on Friday. It's a great way to spend some time with the kids as well over midterm. There's lots of kind of storytelling and things like that. And just a reminder, thank you so much, Texter, uh, on 086 658 that Vicky's Little Bookworms she's on Facebook she's doing a look for a book around the Drogheda area you'll find out all the details on her Facebook page there there's clues and things for the kids so they can discover where the books are hidden a great idea for Ireland Reads Day 11 to 1 on LMFM We're not going anywhere No here till 1 There's the Holidays Flowers don't go on LMFM's 11 to 1. If you're on the job search, I have a couple on my list for you today. Rice and Roddy Motors requires a fully qualified motor mechanic with one year of experience at least. Application deadline is March 31st. You can send your CV to noel at riceruddy.ie. Progressive Genetics requires a milk recording EDIY technician in in either Meath and Louth areas. You can contact Louise Knight on 087 250-5723 for more details. Meath County Council requires an information systems analyst developer. You can check current vacancies on the Meath County Council website for details there. And don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found in our local job section lmfm.ie. It's time to get the rubber gloves on and roll up our sleeves as Loud and Meath County Councils invite all of us to work together, get involved in the Drogheda Spring Clean Weekend. It's happening from Friday the 4th to Sunday the 6th of March this year and joining me now to tell us more about it is Community Warden for Meath County Council Alan Nolan. How are you doing Alan? Hi Sinead, how are you? I'm good, thanks, I'm good. I'd say you're a busy man Alan, you're out spotting litter every day of the week. How bad is it out there? I'd love to say it's not bad but it is. No, in fairness it has got a little bit better over the last I suppose six months more so when people start going back to work and stuff it has gotten a little bit better. We still have the we still have what we call the illegal collectors going around. Mm. People giving rubbish to illegal collectors then finding it dumped on the side of the roads, unfortunately. Yes, and we spoke about this the last time you were on, Alan, and that can have serious repercussions. Even if you don't realise that they are illegal, you could be prosecuted yourself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Good to keep in mind. Now, Louth and Mead County Council have joined up together to make this Spring Clean Weekend happen in Drogheda. It's running from the 4th to the 6th of March. Tell us more about what's happening. Well, we're calling it Drogheda Spring Clean, and as you know, part of County Mead, part of Louth or Drogheda is in County Mead. It's also predominantly in County Louth, and fair play to local elected representatives got together, 
they won't say bang their heads together, but brought, <laughs> brought these things together. And this is the first kind of services project that has come together, following on from ourselves in County Mead doing the Green Kilometre last year and the year before, which has been a huge success. We ended up and still counting with close on 7,500 bags of rubbish collected. Wow. And as we all know, COVID affected everyone, absolutely everyone. But it got people out walking Groups in particular started wanting to pick up rubbish, so we come up with this idea, we'll give you the gloves, we'll give you the pickers, we'll give you the bags. You go out, you pick a little area, um, whatever it is, big area, small area. You don't have to be a group, you don't have to be a tidy town, you don't have to be associated with anyone. Two or three people, neighbours can go out. They can contact uh, Mead County Council at environment at meadcoco.ie or community at loudcoco.ie register for what you want to do just give us a, how many bags you want how many gloves you want how many bags you want there are pickers you need they then go to draw the recycling centre there in Mel they'll go in they'll get they'll log on to this you get a form back fill out the form they'll send us they'll send you an email bring the email into the recycling centre you get your gloves your bags your pickers you go out you pick the area you want to pick and then you email us you can email environment at meetcoco.ie Give us exact locations where the bags are. We'll pick them up on Monday. Okay, and so you can just leave them as as they are there, tightly wrapped up, and you guys will, will pick them up. Now, you know, around where I live, residents in our state, you know, organise maybe see two cleanups a, a year, things like that. And I'll admit this now, Alan, I was reluctant at first, you know, to inv- get involved in this. But once you get stuck in, it's actually a really great way to get to know people in your area and the sense of pride when the job is done as well. That's yeah, that's it's massive. I know a lot of, and we're, we're looking. We've twenty groups signed up at the minute. We're looking for a lot more. We're encouraging schools, GA clubs, anyone like that that wants to go out on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday next. Go out, pick a few bags. But we will say, leave the bags somewhere safe that yeah. they're not going to be torn apart. And give us an air code of where they are if possible. We'll pick them all up Monday. But like it is, it's fantastic. And the amount of people we spoke to last year and the year before this. They didn't actually know their neighbours. They're living on a country road. And, you know, nowadays, people are not like what they used to be years mm. ago. You just call down the neighbour for a bag of sugar. Nobody does that anymore because everything is so convenient. But, like, it's amazing the response we got from people. And I remember meeting two ladies one day, and they never knew each other prior to the Green Kilometre. And they're the best of friends and still oh, are the best friends. You see, and I love that. I yeah, love those kind of stories, yeah. Yeah, they're still, they're still going out picking up rubbish on the side of the road. They give us a ring or an email and say, how are you lads, we have two bags of rubbish picked last week, can you get them for us? Yeah, no problem. And we're encouraging, really, really encouraging people to go out, get it done. And get, get, get the, the area clean, you know. And as you say, it's only a little stretch of area, you know. If everyone did a little bit, it would lead to a lot of good in, in the area. Alan, it sounds like a fantastic way uh, to get people involved and, uh, uh, you know, make the area nicer. I love this idea of me and Loud County Council coming together on this as well. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Not at all. You're more than welcome. Thanks a million. So if you want to get involved, as Alan says, you can get in touch with the Mead County Council environment at meadcoco.ie or Loud County Council community at loudcoco.ie and you'll find all of the details as well on the Facebook pages as well for those. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you to everybody who contributed. Thank you so much as always for your company. We'll leave you with Eagle Eye Cherry. Have a great day. 11 to 1 on LMFM.